Welcome in, friends. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star. He's Bo Brock. I'm Johnny Venerable. Is today the day that we get Isaiah Simmons on the show? It is not. However, we are going to say nice things about him because we're going to follow the lead, Bo Brock, of his head coach. The ex-top 10 pick looks to finally be settling in at the safety position for the first time in what, four years, he's got a natural role, and it could lead to big things for this franchise in 2023. Yeah, I mean, can they unlock Isaiah Simmons? And that's what uh, the previous coaching staff tried to do. I think they came close. I mean, you saw some you know, decent numbers from the eighth overall pick, but did you see you know, play that kind of met what he was selected eighth overall in the 2020 draft? And, I, and what you saw at the collegiate level, I think people are still waiting for more from Isaiah Simmons. And you know now he's playing a position that a lot of people believe is more well versed for his skill set. Yeah, and we'll see. You know, and, and we talked to Jonathan Gannon today, and we'll get into what he said. But you know, Isaiah Simmons, this is it, right? The fifth fifth year option was declined. This is the fourth and final year of his rookie contract, and he's got to prove to the NFL that he can be an impact player. Now he's made impact plays, but can he consistently be that impact player? Is he going to be a guy that's going to go from roster to roster? Is he a guy that's going to, you know, make decent amount of money, but is he, or, or is he going to be able to make a way for himself to get the bag this off season or in the future? You know, that's going to be kind of hanging on this season for Simmons under Jonathan Gannon, who's been known to be a kingmaker at the safety position. Yeah, if it doesn't work under JG, who's it going to work under? And like there were question marks, Bo, that we had for this team back in the spring. Like, is Isaiah Simmons even going to start for this team? You figure Jalen Thompson, Buda Baker have the safety position locked up. We didn't know what position he was going to play. And then they decline his fifth year option, something that we were told was going to go down, that they weren't going to pick it up. And then you see he is part of the base starting defense, even though it's not like that on the depth chart. Like, the starting defense with him last Friday included Isaiah Simmons at free safety. And I, I again, I'll continue to use this example. I think it's the best role for him to cherry pick. Cherry pick and have big-time statistics. He's not built to call the defense. That's okay. Not everybody is, but is he built to make plays? And I, this team can be polarizing, right? Kyler Murray yeah. can be polarizing. Guys like Rondell Moore. Obviously, Cliff Kingsbury was polarizing. I would say Isaiah Simmons is in that category. Isaiah Simmons is a polarizing figure with this fan mm. base because there's Recent PTSD, I can't tell you how much I get, I get this comment. While I don't agree with it, I understand where it's coming from, that Isaiah Simmons is Hassan Reddick 2.0. Like the Cardinals fumbled or botched his development, and he's going to mm. leave. He's going to have a great year this year, and he's going to leave and get the bag and play great football somewhere right. else. And while Hassan Reddick was a pass rusher at the collegiate level and should have been a pass rusher to start, like Isaiah Simmons has kind of been an anomaly. He's never really had a permanent role and right. so everybody that's kind of putting their nose up saying, I was right, he should have been playing safety all along. I hope that's the case. But something tells me, like, if he has a big year for them, a really big year, they're, they're incentivized to keep him. I, I don't think that they're 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 sitting here saying, well, he's going he's gonna to leave regardless. You have the franchise tag. You've got $80 million. Like, if he buys in and becomes a part of this nucleus in his mid-20s, this is not Steve Kime. This is Monty Austin Ford. He'll consider bringing Isaiah Simmons back if it's warranted. Yeah, if if he if he carves out that role, and th and that's going to be the important thing. And, and what's he going to be doing 
and how is he going to affect the game uh, from the new safety position, kind of the free safety spot? Yeah. I'll, I'll say this, as far as the chat, it's electric today. It is. It's unreal what's already going on there. Tyler Simmons going to the game and the MGM LFG. Absolutely. we got some news uh, to break between now and then as far as uh, another piece to this show that's going to be joining us at the MGM on a weekly basis. We cannot wait to tell you who's going to be joining PHNX Cardinals. We already added to the roster. Greg Dortch is going to join us tomorrow. And now we got a new member of PHNX Cardinals. Cannot wait to tell you who it is. Uh, also, we see in the chats there, as far as our guy Dylan Richards, I see that he won one of the uh, Polaroids from the Cardinals uh, media, oh, not awesome. so much media day. Congratulations. You got more insight to that media day than I did. And I'm a member of the Cardinals media. Uh, that's fantastic. But look, I mean, I, I completely understand. Here's, here's, there's a couple of variables that go into Isaiah Simmons being such a polarizing player on this team, right? Obviously where he's drafted, the yeah. skill set, uh, you can look at the statistics and the statistics can tell you some, like they can tell you he's pretty good, right? But they, they don't tell the full story because when you watch the game, usually like throughout his career, he's either, you know, removed from the game. He's not playing. He's not playing enough snaps or yeah. impacts not being made. And then you see these impact making plays like in Vegas in overtime strips his former college teammate Hunter Renfro and Byron Murphy scoops and scores and the Cardinals leave there victorious after being yep. 20 nothing at halftime. It was unbelievable. And Isaiah Simmons was big. He was he barely played in that game. Uh, you see the strip sack he had of, of Kirk Cousins in Minnesota that could have been a game changer, but the offense couldn't get the job done. But Isaiah Simmons made that play. The play he made on Thursday Night Football right after Marco Wilson intercepts the pass. What was it, a one-handed interception? And yeah. then he, he, the, the clock hits 20 miles per hour going down the sideline, and you see all that. And you're like, how how can they not harness this? And how can they not know how, unlock know this? Yeah, I think we do know. And I think at this point now, you know, the the conversation or, you know, just saying, hey, it's now or never. I think that's fair. Uh, and there's always going to be, as long as he's in the NFL, kind of the fear, if he's not wearing a Cardinals uniform, that somebody's going to tap into his, his talent and, and get the most out of Isaiah Simmons that, you know, hopefully the Cardinals – uh, weren't able to. I, I hope this is the season that that it clicks. I mean, this isn't Steve Kime. Steve Kime would would allow, of course, Hassan Reddick to walk, and they didn't prioritize him. Then they tried to bring him back, and he said, "No, I'm like, I'm not. Why would I play for you? You guys disrespected me." Here's where I think Isaiah Simmons and the Cardinals could come to a a meeting point. And if Isaiah Simmons has a nice year, this is not Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury and Vance Joseph, right? So anything that Isaiah is experiencing, like I, I would hope Isaiah doesn't hold ill will against Austin Ford and Gannon because they didn't pick up his fifth-year option, right? Right. I, I would hope that if Austin Ford and Gannon, specifically Gannon, is able to, to pull and elevate Isaiah Simmons to new heights, because they asked him. Isaiah Simmons told us. He was like, yeah, I told him what position I wanted to play. Mm -hmm. They're accommodating that. They're, they're right. playing him at free safety. So it's like Isaiah Simmons, fair or not, like he's going to get a chance to start at the position he wants under a defensive back, defensive coordinator, Savant in JG, and then now Nick Rollis, if he produces, like they would be in each other's best interest to try to work something out. And I, Jalen Blair, you bring up a good point, but I, I think there's some wiggle room with this. I have a hard time seeing, according to Jalen Blair, them sink more money into the safety position with Simmons. I think they could justify it 
number one with Buddha's year to year at this point, mm. and that's okay. And I, I would imagine Simmons, you'd probably get a longer deal done because he's in his mid-20s. Jalen Thompson, if he has a good year, he's going to have a good year playing corner, slot corner. And you mm. can justify play, paying a slot corner what you're paying. Jalen Thompson's contract is nice. It's not cash strap hampering your franchise. And I think they'll look at Jalen Thompson as like a honey badger-esque type of piece to move all over the place. Whereas yeah. maybe your traditional safeties will be Buddha and Isaiah, but go look at what they did in Philadelphia. Go look at what they're doing now with the Cardinals. Like they don't, they're not going to pay three or four linebackers to start for them. They would rather play pay defensive backs, maybe not necessarily always safeties, but if the situation called for it and defensive linemen, I would say because they're not committing much money, if at any, to because you're white and Owen mm. Pampo could be starting, like you could justify that. You could shell out some yeah. money to to three or four defensive backs. Because again, if you're winning with that unit, you lean on your strength. And I think that's going to be the strength of the defense. Yeah. What is it? Uh, some, is it some damn bub? Is that what his name is? I can't see it from this far. Uh, we got no media love, bro. Everyone talking about uh, the one Russ TD, which is by the way, it was on fourth of five and not even acknowledge how good we looked. Absolutely. I was just watching tape. Trying to to watch, you know, where Isaiah Simmons was was on any, yeah. any given play, um, and that that front seven was suffocating to Russell mm -hmm. Wilson for for the 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 bulk of the time he was in there, and they they brought a ton of pressure on that fourth and five play, and there was a breakdown as far as Judy versus the safety on the play, and, and he got wide open. That's unfortunate, but I love what I saw from that from that defensive front. I mean, guys were just getting after it and getting after Russell Wilson. And, and like, you know, JG said today in the press conference, you know, it's the, the, the complimentary football that you play from the front of the defense to the back of the defense guys on the back of the defense. If, if they're covering right guys at the front of the defense have longer time to get a quarterback on the ground and, and with the, with a ferocious front seven getting after a quarterback, it's going to get quarterbacks off their spot. They're going to make bad throws and, the ball is going to end up in the hands of, of a defensive back or a defender. You know, it's interesting when you look at where Isaiah Simmons lined up in this game, like he's going to be the CJ uh, Johnson of, of this, of this defense, this CJ Gardner Johnson. I mean, as far as where he played and if you extrapolate that out, you know, the numbers throughout a season, it's going to match kind of the ratio of where CJ Gardner Johnson played for Philadelphia and, and Gardner Johnson had six picks and they want, I think the primary focus as far as what they want from Isaiah Simmons is to get the football. They want him to, yeah. to, to take away the football for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, it, it just in, in limited snaps against the Broncos on Friday, he played eight snaps of free safety. He played five snaps uh, in the box and then one in slot. I know don't, don't crush him for being in the slot. I mean, it's just, it was just one. Okay. Well, well here, hang on. Yeah. What did we talk about in the spring? Like I put my foot in my mouth, which yeah. I never do. I, I shit on his slot play, and then you looked it up at PFF, and what did Isaiah Simmons do? He struggled to start the year. He got way better playing the slot at the end of the year. Well, so like that's a tool in his toolbox. It's not yeah, hopefully what he's going to be asked sure. to do every Sunday. He can do it though. Yeah, and I'm sure if you were to probably look at the opponents and you know who right, he it was, had, Atlanta, it was New England. Yeah, right. But in Atlanta without a Kyle Pitts and, mm -hmm. you know, early on, it's, it's... I don't want it. I'm just saying. Yeah, sure. I'll give and them, then Jalen Thompson in the limited times, four slot, two free safety in one box. Now, we, we didn't see Buda Baker. We don't know how Buda Baker is going to be deployed by this defense. But right now, it looks like Isaiah Simmons is going to be the ball-hawking safety 
to start out this season. And, you know, the, the, the quickest way to the bag in the NFL is putting up robust, robust takeaway numbers. And yeah. if he can do that, I mean, it, to your point, it, it, it gives him value. And it lets, you know, the, the Cardinals obviously put him in that position to be successful for the first time in his career, uh, gets them to the negotiating table, but it, it makes him valuable on the market. And I think that he'll appreciate that and appreciate the Cardinals doing that for him. Why did the guys like D'Angelo Hall and Antonio Cromartie, even when they were in their latter stages of their career, continue to get big time contracts? They took the ball away. That's yeah. what defensive coordinators care about. Like if Isaiah Simmons, to your point, come, what if he had like 10 total takeaways this year? interceptions, forced fumbles combined or fumble recoveries. Like he's going to get paid by somebody. Yeah. It's a massive season. I I mean, but all actuality, I I think again, 17 games and a team that is potentially the defense could be on the field a lot. I'm not putting it past him. How many you have last year? He at least got halfway to that. Uh, Tyler Simmons favorite in zero games. Johnny love it. Give me the points. Absolutely. Take the plus money every single Sunday when you can, (laughs) because it's the best way. We'll talk about it with our friends at BetMGM here in a little bit. I also like this earlier fistball flash. Johnny's ears are burning with all the positive Simmons talk. Listen, I'm a, a humble enough guy, Bob Rock. I can put away my, uh, you know, just transgressions as it relates. To, I, I I don't love Isaiah Simmons stiffing our show twice. That yeah. will always bother me because this is my baby, but the Cardinals are my other baby. And if he helps the Cardinals win on Sunday, of course I'll love him. There, there are assholes on teams all the time that produce well. And while Isaiah Simmons seems like a good guy, for whatever reason, <laughs> just doesn't want to come on our show. Jesus, man, talk about putting your foot in your mouth. No, I mean, look. No, I mean that's how I feel. Like Isaiah I, I Simmons, there was conver- there was there was conversations to be had like this off season that were just completely based on the business side of football and where good teams and and how they operate and picking up the fifth year option on a player like Simmons would just be malpractice. It would have been. I mean, you you can't you couldn't definitively say, hey, this is a difference maker on the defense right now, as it stands right now. You couldn't point to where his strength was on the football field, but if they can, if they can find it, that's great. But if, at the point where they had to make the decision before, you know, what was the first or second of May as far as the fifth option, fifth year option, it was just, it, it just wasn't happening. So like you, were, we were having these conversations, and my co-host he gets carried away all the time, and no, he I like, don't think so. yeah, I mean, it was, he, he was making the case in in the right case, he didn't pick it up. Monty Austin for it saw it that way, and we trust. Boston Ford at this point, I think everybody should. He hasn't given you any reason not to. Um, that, that that was the right decision. But then as we sit here staring down potentially his final season as an Arizona Cardinal, it you have there's no reason not to root for him. There's no reason not to be in his corner and see him have ha, watch him have success on the football field. You should all to watch a freak athlete like Isaiah Simmons ball out, that would be bring a lot of joy to a lot of Cardinals fans. TVs I, I and out there at State Farm Stadium in the Bet MGM Sportsbook. Jose, shaking my head. Now he's an a-hole. Don't expect a callback. I, I don't expect a callback. He has nothing to prove to you, Johnny. I, I want Isaiah Simmons to succeed. I don't think he's an a-hole. Do I think that he should should have come on our show? Yeah. A couple times he told us he was going to come on. He didn't come on. But again, doesn't matter because if he plays well for the Cardinals this fall, it will lead to them having success. And ultimately, that's, that's what we want. We want the Cardinals to do well. And if he buys into Jonathan Gannon and Gannon gets the most out of him, I mean, you could be watching a partnership for the short term and the long term. But <laughs> Bo, if I ever had a kid, you get to name them. Free matter for the blind. Well, that, what about me? I don't get a say in it. Maybe the middle name. <laughs> what are you going with? Is it is it Isaiah? Is it Simmons? No, no, no. 
What do you like? It was Trey McBride, uh, free matter <laughs> for the blind, but we'll have to change. We'll have to change it up now. Um, Fishbowl flash Simmons burned his bridge to the show, but Buddha or Jalen would show up. Yeah. We, I mean, we welcome all Cardinals if they want to come on. Isaiah Simmons has an open invitation to come on this show at, at any point. Do I think he he's going to never, but we'll, we'll, we'll cheer him on from bed. MGM Isaiah Simmons and Colt McCoy equals the Johnny dream team. We've <laughs> joked off air, no air raid offense that if, what if Colt McCoy abruptly retired, this show would, would reach out to him first to try to get him on as a guest host. We would absolutely reach out to Colt McCoy and hopefully he wouldn't pull any of my prior footage. You know, <laughs> just, just saying. Oh man. Yeah. I'm still trying to think of what I'm going to name uh, the child uh, here going forward when that happens. But uh, yeah, I mean, this is, Let's listen to John Gannon, Jonathan, John Gannon, Jonathan Gannon, JG. You guys, buddies, now you go, he shortened his first name. <laughs> talk about Isaiah Simmons and, and his progress. Comfortable. Yeah, real comfortable. I think I, we gave him some things to work on this week. It showed up yesterday to make more plays. Um, but uh, I think as far as from a standpoint of being in the right spot, making the right calls, finishing with the correct leverage, um, you know, hitting his landmarks where his eyes are, his body positioning, his reaction time, he's doing a good job with it. Putting him in a position to make more plays. And, you know, from what it sounded like as far as on the preseason opener on Friday against the Broncos, I mean, there just weren't a lot of plays for him to make just because they were so disruptive up front. And, and Russell Wilson was having a tough time just getting the ball to, to playmakers. Uh, and, and, you know, Isaiah Simmons was in the right spot as far as when he looked back at the tape. So, he, he's he's just kind of he's getting it right right now and then they want him to kind of to put more on his plate which is good for the cardinals uh for him to kind of take the next step as far as this position change go so his pff grade last year was 67 but there's an emphasis if you remember for from a coverage standpoint like that's supposed to be his bread and butter like a lot of people thought it would be rushing the passer i don't i don't particularly see that as as a strength for him i think buddha is probably your best rushing safety and I also think, like, you know, for this team, they're going to have to get to some third downs here. And if that front seven from, from last Friday is any indication, they can do that. But what's going to be difficult during the season, Bo, Isaiah Simmons is going to be asked to fill and clean up a lot of the mess that maybe the front seven can't take care of. I, I hope this team is able to play with some leads this year and they're able to get into some second long, third and longs that allow Isaiah Simmons to eat in the back end. Because I do have concerns, if you remember back to his time, as a linebacker, I mean, he had trouble filling. He had trouble filling in the hole. He had trouble meeting players at the line of scrimmage. He had trouble ta tackling in open space, right? Mm -hmm. It was very difficult to watch at, at times. I, again, I think his best course of action is to stand and be the last line of defense for the Cardinals and help out his fellow defensive backs. We're going to talk about the number two cornerback situation here in a little bit, but guys like Marco Wilson and Keetrell Clark, who's a rookie that's going to play a prominent role, we assume, and Antonio Hamilton, these guys will all, all I'm sure, take take pride and solace in knowing Isaiah Simmons is back there to, to have their back from a safety standpoint because he, he should never be burnt by anybody. Theoretically, he's one of the fastest players on the field. I think somebody asked him recently, is is he the fastest player on the field? And if he's not, he's, he's top three to five every single football yeah. Sunday. So, I mean, the Cardinals should not get beat on the big play in the passing game with Isaiah Simmons at free safety. Could they get yeah, beat yeah. underneath? Sure. But I, for me, it's like, okay, can he get tip balls? Can he make interceptions one-handed like we saw against New Orleans last year? Be at the right place at the right time. And, man, I just – we have not seen him, with all seriousness as it relates to Isaiah Simmons, play with immense confidence in the NFL. Go turn on 
his junior tape at Clemson when they were in the national championship. That, that was a guy who felt confident in his role, and he won the Buckus Award for Dabo Sweeney. It's like, can you just get him at a point where he can he can play free and easy as a free safety? We're like a quarter of the season of the way in, and it's like, yeah, this this guy looks like he should be playing this next position for ten plus years. Yeah, that that that's why the previous for. three, right? Yeah, should have been. I mean, and you know, he's he was pretty candid in in his press conference, which was great. You know, talking about the previous regime, and he wasn't he wasn't seeking that out. It wasn't you know something that he was. We're trying to make a point to say they they fucked me here, you know. There was yeah. it was malpractice, but he he mentioned like you know he said he they asked him what position he wants to play as far as Jonathan Gannon and Nick Rollis, and he was honest. And he said I want to play this and I want to focus on that and I want to get as good as I can at that. And then you know just kind of putting it up and pitting it against where he was with Vance Joseph and Cliff Kingsbury. It was like yeah they and he stopped himself and, and he's like he could have probably just gone scorched earth on him but he said basically you know i was being asked to play positions that they felt they wanted me to play but they knew wasn't in my best interest and i was doing that for the best interest of the team and now the coaches gannon and rollis are letting him play his position that's going to benefit him that's only going to benefit the cardinals and it's mm -hmm. just like hmm, it's funny how that works it's like you put a position in a player for success and it's going to turn out to parlay into success for the team it's 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 so it's so crazy. It's so simple, and they make it look so simple. And that's the genius behind, I think, what they did in Philly with with Nick Sirianni, including Jonathan Gannon and Shane Steichen. Is it's like it's it's the simple things, but they master the simple things, and and they they're able to replicate it and do it over and over and turn it into routine, and it just becomes ingrained in the culture. And it's it's such it's such a refreshing thing to see instead of just this this constant struggle this against the grain. We're going to get these versatile players and we're going to make them drink out of a fire hose as far as them learning all these roles. And then we're going to put them in these weird roles that aren't conducive to success. It's just, it's, it's just like get your best football players, put them in the best position for success. And guess what? You'll probably have a really good chance at winning some football games. So he had two sacks, two forced fumbles, and two interceptions last year in limited playing time, especially early in the season. Put a ball in this conversation, Bull Brock. What is a successful season statistically? Look, I don't care about tackles. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think tackles are a measure, especially for a safety. But sacks, forced fumbles, interceptions of those three specific statistics. Tell me the tell me the totals. Yeah, I think I think the year. biggest key as far as, you know, with Isaiah Simmons and him playing that CJ Gardner Johnson role is to take the football away. And yeah. let's say, you know, he had six. He had six picks. And if you look at, you know, the 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 next level kind of analytics to it, you know, I don't think he was that impressive. And I think that Isaiah Simmons is is probably a more impressive athlete, football player to start oh, not, with. Not even, not even close. Right. CJ Gardner Johnson's like five ten. Right. And, and to see a six foot four athletic freak out there, and if he's in the right spots, I mean, I think that you could say you got to set the bar at you know five picks, and and maybe like I don't think he's going to have a big sack number, so I think two would be good if he's coming on safety blitzes, right? Uh, and and two to three force fumbles. So then you're yeah. looking at what you said, close to eight turnovers. Yeah, I'm, I think that's a really solid season and probably upwards of 80, 80 to 90 tackles. I want to get everybody's take on Isaiah Simmons statistics this year. Jalen Blair saying four INTs, four sacks, three force fumbles. That's a monster year. 
Joel, Johnny's turned into Isaiah Simmons' biggest supporters, what I'm here for. <laughs> I'm here for, for Isaiah Simmons buying in with JG. And then the, the Cardinals, very similar to what they're doing with Kyler Murray, empowering their players. Um, and then again, I, I root for Isaiah Simmons on the field. I want to see him do well because it means good things for this franchise. You know My official and I didn't know this is 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 CJ Gardner Johnson only played in 12 games last year. He had six, he led the NFL with six picks, or he was either tied for either. He had 12 games. So I, I think maybe Simmons, that number has to be higher. I mean, I think Simmons gets to four picks. I, I agree with Jalen. I don't know if about four sacks, but I, I think four picks and like four four force fumbles, because you know he's gonna be looking for the football. That's gonna be his job. I think there's gonna be times this year where he's just going to go for the big play regardless of if, if it's a big game or not. And I think you can kind of pick your spots. Again, Antonio Cromartie used to always do that. Who's the defensive back? Diggs in, in, with the Dallas Cowboys, right? Mm-hmm. What, what do they say in PFF? and every, Diggs has like the worst burnt rate in the NFL. He gives up the most yards in coverage. You know who cares about that? Nobody, because the Dallas Cowboys paid him a premium because right. he takes the football away. I think we can get some of that with Isaiah Simmons. Free matter for the blind saying six picks, three forced fumbles, and a shit ton of tackles. Dylan Richards, three picks, three sacks, four forced fumbles. I think if you're that's a good problem to have if you're talking about, oh no, can we afford Isaiah Simmons now? You yeah. just I think you just deal with that in the offseason. It it becomes a talking point for January and February. But if you're getting good production, I, I think it's going to lead to wins this fall. So you, you have to, you have to like what you're seeing. You got to like what you're seeing from our friends at bed. MGM Bo. love the comment earlier, please throw a like in this video. If you're coming out this weekend to bet MGM, the great lawn at state farm stadium, it's the home of PHNX Cardinals. Every single football Sunday, myself, well, Brock, the entire PHNX Cardinals family, which is growing by the way, we're going to be out there for our inaugural show it's the preseason matchup arizona cardinals hosting the kansas city chiefs bo and i will be doing a pre-show and a post-game show hopefully the cardinals securing yet another dub now they're a much bigger underdog this weekend than they were last weekend against denver but again have you seen kansas city's receiving core i think that's the cardinals chances to at least hang around in this game i like your chances to win big with our friends at BetMGM, sign up with BetMGM. Use that bonus code PHNX. It's a few different offers depending on where you live, but for our folks here in Arizona, place your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bet if it loses. Check out the show notes for full details. <laughs> And now listen to our guy, Shane Diefenbach, talk about it in the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. US promotional offers not available in dc kansas nevada new york or ontario i've had the perfect little saturday plan for each and one of uh, all 154 of you uh, on go out to the bet mgm sports book join us for the uh first pregame out there for a cardinals game and then also just hang out drink gamble and have some great food and then go on the game time app zero stress buy yourself some tickets to get into the stadium at State Farm Stadium, I'm seeing tickets as low as five bucks right now. You can get into the stadium. You can watch Patrick Mahomes potentially play football with the Game Time app. That's right. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code PHNX for 20 bucks off your first purchase. 20 bucks off your first purchase 
I mean, you can get four tickets for 20 bucks at five bucks a piece. It's unbelievable. Uh, Game Time, obviously, the number one app that you're going to want to use to get yourself to any event in the Valley or wherever you may be. Game Time, $20 off with the code PHNX. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed zero stress. Game Time, get in the game. Classy Nasty wants to know who Saul Bookman is yelling at. Is that Saul that's yelling right now? It's the whole PHNX crew. Like, the, I don't know what's going on back there. Yeah. It's a, it's a bunch of people that yell for other, everybody to quiet down when they're on their show, and then they're screaming back there. That's typical. <laughs> typical behavior. Um, I like this from Nick in the chat. From one Nick to another, Nick Rallis will be a head coaching candidate in three years. We better enjoy him. Uh, I mean, that would be a great situation for the Cardinals, especially like on the defensive side, because Gannon obviously has a defensive background. I think Drew Petzing, if he has success, that will be harder to to replace eventually. But I mean, Nick Rallis, youngest coordinator in the NFL, I heard is putting in huge hours. I know that doesn't yeah. always translate to wins, but like 16 hour days, he's always in the office. He's a football junkie. The relatability with this staff and specifically Nick Rallis with with the players on on this team. I mean, it's empowerment. There's a competition between Petzine and Rollis of who's going to win. We talked about that after the scrimmage, after um, you know Drew Petzine did well, and then the following week, Nick Rollis' defense had a big weekend route to Denver. So, yeah. I mean, it's just it's guys who just love football and most importantly love to teach and coach football, and you yeah. can't put a price on that. I think, I think unfortunately, the secret is out about Nick Rollis. I mean, just to, to be hired at 29 as a defensive coordinator – uh, it's not somebody you're going to be able to kind of keep under the radar very long, especially if there's success from this defense. You look at it as far as the roster and who will deploy at the defensive line, at the linebacker spot, you know, relative to the NFL, guys that aren't big names. And if they have any success this year, I think that he's going to get some looks just because of, you know, the, the rise of a Sean McVay. And McVay, I, he was like a tight ends coach for a little bit, and then he was yeah. the offensive coordinator in Washington for a very short-lived amount of time. It could have he's either max two seasons, it could have just been one. Uh, he was there as the OC for for Washington before getting that his opportunity at 32 years old. And, and Nick Rawls isn't far from that. But three years, I, I think that's a that's a good ballpark. I'm a little concerned that it might be shorter than that. But you know, a lot has to happen. The cornerback room has to step up. That's for damn sure. And you, we know Marco Wilson. It's it's funny, Marco Wilson going into his third season, uh, and, and kind of up and down, uneven at some point, but really finished strong for the Cardinals last year. Is their biggest proven commodity at the cornerback spot. He's CB one. I don't think anybody's going to deny that. But Rollis has maintained that the competition for CB two and beyond it, it's raging right now. That fire is raging, and, and we're trying to figure out who that is. And I think it's a trio of guys, Johnny who are in competition for this as Garrett Williams remains on the non-football injury list because he tore his ACL at uh, Syracuse last October. He continues to come back from it. So it's it's the vet journeyman Antonio Hamilton who was popping in training camp uh, in preseason last year. Uh, he won the job outright over Wilson at the time. And then he had the freak incident in his kitchen, took him off the playing field, been in the league for seven seasons. He's 30 years old. Christian Matthew, one year of experience. He was the... Uh, Rookie last year out of Valdosta State, and you think, oh, he's he's still young. He's going to be 27 in October, yeah. and then you got the new guy 
uh, coming out of this year's draft out of Jonathan Gannon's Alma, and he's making plays in his first preseason game. Keytrail Clark, 22 years old, the rookie, uh, seeing a lot of reps with the first team. Johnny, if you had to uh, start one of these guys tomorrow, who are you putting in the lineup? I think Antonio Hamilton gets to start week one. Now, that doesn't reflect what has happened over the last couple of weeks, but Christian Matthew, to me, started training camp as CB2, and I think of, of those three players is probably the one that, in my opinion, has been pushed down the depth chart. Just has not looked as good as he did to open up camp. Now, Keetrell Clark, I'm ready to anoint him as of, as is everybody else. But, I mean, asking a sixth-round pick to start week one, that's that's a little bit troublesome. So I could see maybe Antonio Hamilton, Keetrell Clark, like splitting reps. I'm surprised Garrett Williams is not back yet based on kind of what we've been reading between the tea leaves. He, he Very similar to like Zach Ertz. He, lo- he looks good. Yeah. Uh, they're taking their time. They're happy with the depth that they have. And, you know, Antonio Hamilton, to me, I thought outside of the pass interference last Friday, played really good football, was our player of the game before David Blau, the magic man, stole it away, but had the interception and and has the experience, right? And so I, while I'm never of the mindset, let's just start old guys because of experience, I have seen enough from Antonio Hamilton these last two weeks that like, okay, can we continue to ease Keytrail Clark in here? Because I don't want to overwhelm him even against the Sam Howell or Daniel Jones. That's a very tall task. But again, similar to Isaiah Simmons, I trust Jonathan Gannon's ability to develop defensive backs, whereas like whomever he goes with, I have, I have immense I have immense support behind that. But of those three, it's, it's Antonio Hamilton for me, which good for him. Like a month ago, we were talking about, is he in trouble? Can he get cut from this team? They brought him back on a modest contract. They didn't have any affiliation to him other than the tape that they saw last year. Similar yeah. to Greg Dorch. So that tells you, like, they like the makeup of this guy. And goodness, for an NFL team that is going to probably play a lot of defensive backs, you're going to have everybody on the roster. Let's just see who sticks. It could be just we're riding the hot ham for a couple weeks. It's going to be Antonio Hamilton. Then Keetrell Clark has a great week of practice. He's ready. It could be based on matchups. But Antonio Hamilton, to me right now, unfortunately for him, because I like him and he's a super fun guy in the locker room, feels like the one that's the odd man out. Yeah, it's tough, but to your point, I mean, I think that you're going to see a lot of defensive looks outside of their base where they're going to load it up with defensive backs. I mean, in nickel, you're, you're going to have five. Now, three of those are going to be safeties, right? You're going to have uh, Jalen Thompson. You're going to have Buda Baker and, and Isaiah Simmons. Right. And then you've got two corners. So you got to figure out, like, who's the guy, right, opposite Marco Wilson and who's going to be able to maybe make the play for you. Uh, we we saw Keytrail Clark. He's getting the opportunities, and then Hamilton's capitalizing on on, on the the very minuscule opportunities he's getting uh, with the pick last week. Almost had a second one, uh, responding, and and you love to see that. That's what the competition's all about. Um, and and then you know Matthew probably well more like a little bit. His game's kind of geared up towards your better run stopping corner, but like that's. That's not what you want in a CB two, right? That that's maybe if you're going into a penny look where you've got one linebacker and you've got the traditional front, and then you got that ex- another corner on the field. Maybe you could throw him out there for that. But uh, yeah. he, he's obviously got the size compared to the two other guys. But no, I I agree with you. I think that if you're gonna err on any side, err on the side of experience. And I think that Antonio Hamilton uh, certainly has that and, and can help maybe. Uh, give a little bit more seasoning opportunity for a guy like Keytrail Clark at 22 coming out of the ACC. Free matter for the blind. Pretty damn impressed with Clark. Got to say, as am I. Uh, again, I mean, what he what he displayed Friday, and again, there's a big difference between 
what's left of Russell Wilson and then Patrick Mahomes this Saturday. It's a great <laughs> test for him. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the defensive backs are going to be tested, but his ball skills and his ability to play the position, we talked about it yesterday. He was one of my trending ups. I think he was on your list as well, but yeah. it's just like this, this franchise has gotten back to basic so much. So it's like, let's just get good football players from the collegiate level and let's try to emulate what they do. Well, let's not focus on what they can't do. And certainly Keetrell Clark, there's a comfort level there. I mean, he's an afterthought for a lot of us, including myself. Like, is he even going to make the team? Cause we're so conditioned with sixth and seventh rounders, like practice squad, right? Can they, can they get through the preseason, even for a roster like the Cardinals? And it's like, Oh yeah, the, this six round pick looks like he's going to make his mark. So I, I do think, you know, if you're looking for a soft landing spot, you know, I know Washington's receivers are, are borderline elite. There's a nice group, but Sam Howell, Daniel Jones early on, like, let's, let's see him out there. It, it gets a little yeah. dicier when you're talking about Dallas and some of the other teams Russ. down the line. He went up against Russ and he came out, you know, looking better than, than the 35 year old quarterback. And, and I know that Russ was a disaster last year, but yeah. I mean, he didn't get back on track and, you know, you're expecting better play than, than Sam Howell. I think that's that's a stretch still even though you know russell wilson is is kind of his his career is he, he's gotta have a resurgence and get back on track but like i'm I'm not gonna like sam howell is he hasn't proven anything in russell yeah, wilson like he's proven to make plays right so um yeah it's it's a good competition i mean i i think i'm more encouraged now after seeing it kind of play out than you you are and that's why you know you you don't kind of judge the season just based on paper and what's on paper as far as the roster and i can't i really can't wait for garrett williams to get back i mean i think, I think he's the heir apparent regardless if you're if you're getting if you're getting gassed up by by keytrail clark just wait till you see the skill set from kid out of coming out of syracuse i mean a true ball hawk that I mean this up some big boys uh for the orange and this is how you can afford to pay Isaiah Simmons and Jalen and Buddha is if you've got defensive backs like Marco and Keetrell Clark and Garrett Williams not making any money. If these guys hit and they're on their rookie deals, like you can go and, and you can splurge at safety if you if you can make it work financially. But uh yeah, I it's like everybody, this is gonna be a, a pinnacle year for this defense because you know, there's there's an elite defensive back prospect. Um from is he from Alabama? Um, yeah. And so, yeah. and there's Kool-Aid McKistry. Kool-Aid McKistry is a, is a guy I'm sure that's going to be name. mocked to the Cardinals uh, a lot this fall. And it's like, yeah, let's, let's see. Let's see if Jonathan. Oh, Gannon, yeah. I'm <laughs> not going to be doing that during draft. You don't season. want that? No. You don't, I don't want him to bust to the wall and, and with the, uh, and it, with a pick six and you go, oh yeah. For that reason alone, I hope <laughs> he never plays for this franchise. So I don't have to hear you say that, but I think they've invested. I mean, Marco Wilson is a what I think is a high-end number two corner. And I think he's going to yeah. prove that this year. Is he CB1, like, on the playing field? I don't know about that. But, like, Garrett Williams has the skill set to be right there. And traditionally, with Jonathan Gannon, I know he traded for Darius Slay, but it's like usually his defensive backs are guys, are afterthoughts, mid-round picks, and you spend those premium picks defensively on the front seven. And the Cardinals need help at defensive tackle. So I yeah. I don't I, I like the idea of kind of having an island of misfit toys at cornerback because I think they'll get the most out of it. I think Jonathan Gannon is always up for the challenge for that. Yeah. Like I know he had some proven commodities in Darius Slay and James Bradbury, but he, he you know, you look at Avante Maddox, a guy that kind of developed there and, and on the back end, like a Marcus Epps who got signed by the Raiders this offseason. And it'd be interesting to kind of follow those guys' career paths 
post Jonathan Gannon when they're not, you know, working on him underneath him on a day to day. So agent four in the chat saying, hi guys, first comment, PHNX live. Welcome Ooh. to the show. Agent four, no offsides plays called on time. No boneheaded penalties. Team look focused, disciplined, big change from the last two years, four years for that matter. We mentioned that yesterday on the show. Yep. Offensive coordinator Drew Petzing was asked about the one pre-snap penalty, which actually was a on a procedure, right? Wasn't it a procedure where the tight end was on the line of scrimmage? Yeah. Um, and it was where Cliff Kingsbury's teams were in the top five most penalized teams every year under K2. And it was uh and they were number one twice. So yes, it's a very refreshing uh, you know, just that this team, especially on the offensive side of the football, was is not you weren't seeing a whole lot of laundry there. Um, so Michael's saying, "Hey, all, welcome to the show, Michael." Uh, and then Fishbowl Flash is just saying Kool Aid because it's fun, it's awesome, it's a great. I'm name. having fun with Agent Four. Thanks for joining the show, my guy. Hit a like and subscribe. We do yes. this every day. We want to see you back here in the chat, as with all of you. Um, be interesting to see who they start at CB two come this saturday it's going to be interesting by the way if you haven't picked up you know pregame meal yet I, you know i'm thinking maybe i stop off Bo brock at burrito express en route to glendale i think that's a, a pretty good use of time there's multiple locations in the valley but emphasis on the tempe location it is choice <laughs> i was thinking about it. it was a year ago today we left the studio and came to the new one. And what did we do before we came to the new one? We all sat around. Yeah. We had Burrito Express. It's like kids on a field trip. We were all sitting on the floor. Yep. We had our little lunch baggies, what they cooked up for us. And it was a delicious Burrito Express burrito. It wasn't, you know, lunchable. It wasn't, you know, whatever your mom had packed for you. It yeah. was actually a legitimate breakfast burrito, bean and cheese, whatever, whatever tickles your fancy. It was them taking care of us like they're going to take care of all of you um on august 19th their tempe location will host a meet and greet from 10 30 to 12 we've got our guy jalen elijah badger is going to be there tons of quality stuff going on free stickers to the first 25 peeps that come through want this to be a big event because we believe in burrito express the product we don't partner with people that we don't believe in with the products we don't use ourselves again i'm so fortunate now i'm in the east valley Burrito Express is 10 minutes from my house. It's mm -hmm. the only place I get my burritos. Go follow them. Burrito Express on Twitter at Burrito EXP. You will not be sorry. It's the best breakfast burrito I've ever, ever had. Yeah. I, I wish it was in the central Phoenix area, kind of close to me. But when I go out to Cards, their facility there in Tempe, I'm always stopping by Burrito Express. I know the guys over at PHNX Sun Devils, they do the same. Uh, yeah, can't wait uh, to always have that uh, that burrito from those guys as well. Shady Rays get in on the best deal of the season, 50% off polarized. Sunglasses using that promo code PHNX. It's the official shades of PHNX Sports. Yeah, premium polarized shades, world cross product. Just get, uh, you, you don't save your money. Don't go buy those expensive sunglasses any longer. They're just going to collect dust mm -hmm. uh, in your car or wherever you keep your shades. Shady Rays offers insane protection on all eyewear and they look great. Uh, no questions asked. And you can get your money or you can actually, if they break, they've got uh, a great deal where you can send them back long after your purchase. Take advantage of this deal. Get 50% off two or more pairs of premium polarized sunglasses at shadyrays.com using that code phnx check out the shades for yourself that 250,000 people are giving five stars it's unreal shady rays it's undeniable uh how how great these sunglasses are 
It's great. This is also great. $10 super chat from our guy or gal. Free matter for the blind. Bo, you were there. JG was asked today about K1 coming off the pup. Do you really think he has no idea? Love you, PHNX Sports. We love you, Free Matter for the Blind. Every day he's here or she's here hanging out with all of us. Uh, I'm, I'll go on the record, Bo. You can share your opinion. I think he's got an idea. I don't think he has a, a specific date in mind that they have to hit. And I, I think I think there's some optimism, hopefully, that he can come off before the regular season so they give themselves immense flexibility whenever he does return. I don't, I don't think Gannon's lying to everybody saying, I don't know, it could be tomorrow, it could be... In October, we just don't know. I think they have a ballpark idea. They're just not sharing that because they don't they don't want to set the fan base up for disappointment or frustration if it wouldn't happen. Yeah, I mean, they continue to stress it's non it's not linear, right? It's not like a step by step process where you just get and, and, and you're good to go and, and say, hey, it's it's gonna be September blank, right? It's it's where they're checking in on a daily basis. I mean, he they, we we really got taken into the process with Zach Hertz. And went into what he him getting activated and you know how he said he had to kind of check in with the team trainers and doctors and Zach Hertz was actually he traveled to see a doctor to to get himself the green light to be uh, cleared for physical activities and return to practice and get activated from pup and he was yesterday and he wasn't practicing today because he has a cold because uh, all new parents like Zach and and Johnny and myself have experienced your kids and we'll get you sick. They'll bring home an illness. And that's what Zach Ertz is dealing with. But as far as, you know, I, you can only do as much as what the training staff and the doctors are going to. Okay. And you can try to ballpark it as much as you can, but I don't think that they're in the business of doing that. Exactly what you said, Johnny, they don't want to set up uh, an expectation that can't be met and people be disappointed. And he was real short uh, with his answer. As far as it came from Josh Weinfuss, the question ESPN.com. He asked about Kyler. Is there, you know, a plan or a date for Kyler to come off pup? And he just said, uh, you know, I don't know. Basically, it was it wasn't much, and there wasn't much insight to it. So, yeah, they're not they're not going to be in the business of of setting up a date for that at this point. I mean, like Gannon's not going to tee himself up for that, but I mean, the media relations team with flight plan teased it. The Kyler saying the goal is to come back week one. I do think that that's that, that's something that can't be ignored. I I, I don't want to set him. See Jordan Brooks, the linebacker for the Seahawks, came back seven months. He was cleared from pup just yesterday. He he got hurt in week seventeen. For I remember Seahawks. that, and he's back already. He's back, and nobody's making a big hoo hoo about that. He was also <laughs> drafted in the first round with Isaiah Simmons too. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Tech linebacker. Yeah, he's he's still at linebacker. Uh, he had a great game two years ago against the Cardinals in Week 17, which unfortunately but, led to them not winning the NFC West. He's a tackling machine. He's uh, I think they said he's got like, an, like 360 tackles over the last two seasons. It's insane. Isaiah is a safety. Yeah. Safety wants to play safety. <laughs> let him play safety. Jordan Brooks yeah. is a linebacker. Let's talk about some fantasy outlooks, Bobrock, for this team, and maybe what it says and doesn't say about the statistical. <laughs> add-ups for the regular season we've got a tremendous graphic and let's start where do you want to start because i think some of these are telling to where people believe the cardinals are going to be at in 2023 but the bell cow obviously is james connor because who else do the cardinals have in the backfield right yeah let's take a look at james connor the first cardinal you should maybe look at drafting if you're getting into fantasy football and James Conner had 868 rushing yards. This is per ESPN Fantasy. These are their projections. Eight total touchdowns, 
seven rushing touchdowns with one receiving 43 catches for 294 yards. So you would have another over 1,000 yards from scrimmage, and he would have another season where he's approaching, you know, double-digit tutties. I, I just – this seems low to me with what, you know, I think that this organization is, is setting up uh, for, for Connor to have a, a huge workload. Now, I think they had him just over 200 carries on this, I just think that it's probably going to be north of that if he can stay healthy. And I know that's the big knock on Connor, but I mean, if he gets as much as many opportunities as as we think he's going to get, like, I think these numbers, I think he blows these out of the water. Well, and And that's a good season. I mean, yeah, I, I think they're projecting him not to stay healthy by these numbers. Cause yeah, I mean, if he, uh, if he plays 17 games, he's going to sleepwalk to a thousand yards and 17 games. It's like 55 yards rushing a game. Does anybody see, like, look what they did Friday night. They wanted desperately to run the football, just no one really was effective. Like, that's that's going to be their M.O. They're going to be able to run, work off a of play action, boot Kyler out when he comes back. But I, I think that's ESPN saying, like, you're going to get, like, 12 games out of James Conner because I, I think he hits that easily, if not more so. If you play 17 games, you're looking at somebody that's going to be, I think, in contention for, like, a Pro Bowl berth, his best statistical year. Like, the touchdowns are irrelevant to me because that's so much – that's predicated on the Cardinal offense doing well outside of James Conner. But from a yardage standpoint, like maybe the receiving, you know, right around 300 seems about right because I don't, I don't know how much they're going to throw their backs, but North and South where James Conner thrives, he's, he's going to, he's going to hit a thousand yards. He will sleepwalk his way a thousand yards and can Keontae Ingram clean up some of that mess? I don't know. Yeah. It remains to be seen. He's going to have, especially with Colt McCoy under center, like he's going to be an integral part in this offense, and especially in the past game. And we've yeah. seen Colt McCoy and him, you know, connect for some big screen. Yeah. I mean, the one that stands out, the San Francisco one, he took it to the right. house. I think it was 40 plus yards. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, you're right. I mean, they, I'm sure they have some sort of formula where they take, you know, as far as what he averages, how many games he plays in, and, and they're just basing it off of that. But uh, it, it's, it's 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 really strange, but he's got 26 total touchdowns in his two seasons with the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, it is crazy. I know you can look at the team and say, "Hey, let's." There's there's not a lot of options here, but the guy's been so productive. He's been money in the bank, close to the goal line. Uh, they're gonna get the their opportunities, and like just look at the two point conversion that they ran. They ran the ball like they're gonna run the ball in that and when they're that close all the time. Why How much will they go to that? Well, though, right. like, do they, will they be tempted like two weeks in? Let's if he has like 60 touches in two weeks and they're just yeah. like, this isn't sustainable. And that's always but been my he, argument. Isn't he that Tercel though? Isn't he that 92 Tercel where you just rack up the miles at this point? I mean, you're paying him a premium. You're paying him a lot of money for a running back. He's what? 27. He's going to be 28 or whatever. I mean, don't you just rack up the mileage? like you say that, but then it's like, then when Colt McCoy can't throw every third day, like, what are we doing here? One guy gets a plan and somebody else. Well, can't. I, I don't think we're going to see Connor in the preseason. I just don't, I don't know. Well, no, no, no. Yeah. I just mean like Colt McCoy, they're, they're, they're setting out with a, with a management plan. That's hopefully not going to span more than four games at most. Whereas like James Connor, like he's going to be a piece of the offense, ideally for 17 weeks until early January. Like I, I don't where they're going right now offensively, that's you need a second back. You need a yeah. third back too. But like yeah. this, this team, the perfect world is what James Conner had with Chase Edmonds two years ago when it was like 60-40. That's how he was able to stay yeah. fresh and have the kind of year he had. He, he still got hurt. Yeah. I, I just who's that complimentary back? 
I don't think he's on the team yet, and maybe right. he's never on the team. But uh, big, big week, low key this week against Kansas City to see who steps up in this backfield because right now nobody is taking the baton. The receiver game is a little bit different. Uh, we've talked about Michael Wilson. I don't want to start there. I want to start with Hollywood Brown, the assumed wide receiver. We got, a, we got all our wide receivers uh, together here. Uh, okay, in a special graphic. We did, yeah. So this is the trio that they have as the top most productive wideouts for the Arizona Cardinals in 2023, Hollywood Brown. 75 catches for 971 yards, four touchdowns. Got Rondell Moore. So probably a down season for Hollywood, but then you look at Rondell Moore and you, you talk about health. Like this would be a healthy season for Rondell Moore. I'd take, I would sign up right now for this season from Rondell Moore. 70 catches for 737 yards and three touchdowns. And then I'm not, I'm not that down on this season for Michael Wilson. I think that this is a productive season for a third round rookie. Uh, 43 catches for 511 yards and two touchdowns. I think that he can eclipse that easily, but uh, I'm not mad at these. At these, at the, the Hollywood one is a little concerning. The other two, I would probably take. I mean, the, the Hollywood one. Let's start with that. Is is a coin flip? Does he get a thousand yards or not? And I think that is solely predicated on this Kyler Murray comeback sooner rather than later. Look at that chain, by the way, on this graphic. My God. I mean, the new jerseys look fantastic on on Hollywood Brown. They just, yeah, but he looks he looks great in that in that new that color scheme. Primetime Jet is his his uh, social handle, <laughs> but look, it's just this iced out jet that he's got on his chain Here, here's what i will say it's a pretty big indictment on hollywood brown if he plays all season with or without kyler and he can't get a thousand yards that i mean like again i i think they'll scheme him up i'm not concerned about that this is a concern with rondell moore no way this happens no <laughs> i'm gonna tell you right now greg dorch and zach pascal will take a big segment of this 737 yards for rondell moore when his career high is in the fours like 430 last year like do I I think Rondell Moore can be productive. I think I think he, his numbers are more in line I think with what Michael Wilson is projected to have. And I'm not saying Michael Wilson's going to have 737 yards. I'm saying there's going to be about 3 to 4 guys on this team that are all playing in the same sandbox of like between 4 and 600 yards. I think yeah. Hollywood's going to be the standout and then where where Michael will will solidify himself I think is from a touchdown standpoint because he's a bigger more physical receiver and that will lend itself well in the in the red zone. I mean, like, I, I think it's it's borderline irresponsible for ESPN to project Rondell Moore with a season in which they think the Cardinals are going to be terrible, plus Colt McCoy, to have a career-high 737 yards. Like, they're, they're, you're just guessing at that point. It's like every fantasy football, every podcast preview for, for this team that I've done this offseason, it's like Rondell Moore, wide receiver two, talk to me about him. First of all, did anybody watch the game Friday night? Two receiver sets did not include Rondell Moore. It was Zach Pascal and Michael Wilson Hollywood will come back. They'll, they'll have to shift some, some things around. I just, there are not going to be enough opportunities for Rondell Moore to have 700 yards in this offense. It's already going to be run dominant. I mean, like Rondell Moore in the red zone, it just, it, that's, that's not a winning recipe, in my opinion. It's big tight ends like Ertz and McBride and Wilson. And then if you want to have Hollywood, Rondell Moore to me, and it's just, you got to prove it. You got to earn it, right? I, I've never seen him do that. When he, circa 2018 in Purdue, that's not, <laughs> Uh, that doesn't well, surprise it's a half decade later. Let's tell the biggest we're just, thing. Right, is, we're just taking stuff. We're just grabbing <laughs> and making stuff up at ESPN. That again, I want him to do well. I want Isaiah to do well. I want these players right. to have success. But let, let's turn our brains on here. No, no <laughs> way he's doing that. You think Rondell Moore's catching 70 balls in this offense? No I way think, he's doing look, that. I think if that's your if if you're trying to, you know, do an educated guess and you have this model and, and you and you run it through and you feel like 
hey, we're going to get we're we're gonna give fantasy football players over at ESPN this idea that Rondell Moore is gonna catch 70 balls for 700 yards in the past two seasons. Yeah, I mean it, it's a little that that's it's that's, this team, it's people not paying attention to this team. And this right. Tyler Murray sure. stat is the emphasis, the antithesis of it. This next one we're gonna talk about. Yeah, let's take a look at the, the Cardinals franchise signal caller. That is the biggest 300 yards, right 13 touchdowns, eight picks, 350 yards rushing, and three touchdowns. Once again, per ESPN fantasy. I mean, these numbers, I think Kyler Murray put up touchdown numbers like that in his first, what, six or seven games to the, for the 2021 season. Like he eclipsed, I think he was at 20 touchdowns by then, total touchdowns by then. So they're expecting him, even when he's healthy, to take a massive step back production-wise. And then like the 13, the eight, like the 13 touchdowns, the eight picks i don't even think he's ever had like a, a ratio that close as far as touchdowns to picks like he he takes care of the ball relatively well if if this is what happens with kyler murray returning and i what is this projected over how many games would you say this is projected over half a season maybe i would say it's about half a season they're yeah. pre- this is projecting kyler murray to miss like eight or nine games yeah, I think that's about right. If you're putting up those numbers in about eight or nine games, and I had and we're subjected to Colt McCoy for eight or nine games, you might that's Kyler Murray's last season with the Arizona Cardinals. They're, they're taking Caleb Williams first overall. Yeah. If you've got Kyler Murray almost with an equal touchdown to interception ratio for half a season, this team's winning three three games and they're getting the first overall. It pick looks like K- it's about nine to Arizona. ten. It looks like it's about nine to ten. If you just go off his so it's almost if half. If he's throwing two hundred and fifty yards a game. You know, it's it's going to be around, and and that's about yeah. his average. You know, that, you were you were losing ninety percent. Like there, that's them thinking Kyler's yeah. not coming back, and when he does come back, he's not going to be right, and they're going to be losing. So yeah. if you're going off of that ESPN, so which is fine because that's what ESPN and everybody else thinks yeah. is going to happen. Watching that, tape that, on Caleb the narrative. Yeah, but if, if that if we get one more time, producer Emma, if we get these numbers from Kyler Murray in 2023, the Cardinals are drafting Caleb Williams first overall. I don't think any. I, I think we're. I think we're sleepwalking to three thousand passing yards easily. Sleepwalking, and I would not be surprised if he had twenty touchdowns to five interceptions. The rushing yards to me are irrelevant. I, I want him to feel comfortable as a passer in this offense. The these are just flush these down the toilet. These are not relevant. These are not I mean, relevant. If, if you look at Jacoby Brissett's season from last year, and, and Kyler is a much better quarterback, especially throwing the football than Jacoby Brissett. I mean, it's Brissett played in about, he played in, let's see, he started 11 games and he had 2,600 yards, 12 touchdowns, six picks. And he rushed for, man, what was it? 369 yards. So, I mean, that that's more, that that's more production from Brissett than what they're projecting for Kyler. Kyler Murray is basically an XFL quarterback to, to to everybody in the national media at this point. We saw our guy Will Brenson at CBS Sports put him at tier six. Like, does anybody pay attention to what's happening? Kyler Murray's poised to come back sooner rather than later in a quarterback friendly offense with a run game. It's like, now nah, he's actually he's not going to be watchable. You won't even be able to consume. He's going to throw twenty three hundred yards, and seven hundred of those are going to Rondell Moore. And like, does it? How is Rondell Moore going to have 700 receiving yards and Kyler Murray's only going to have 2,300? And, and I know he's going to have it's it was with whoever's you know playing in the meantime while Kyler Murray comes back. It just it doesn't make sense. Frustrating, but uh, yeah, this team is doubted. 
Uh, and I think they use that. We saw from our guy, Kyle Odegaard, at compare.bet. We were talking about these numbers before the show. Mm-hmm. The team has a 46% chance to get the, the first overall pick. So that's actually grown in the offseason. Remember, it was like 33%. It was like a third. And now like people are coming out saying they think the Cardinals have a coin flip chance to get the first overall pick. I, I Okay. I, I just... Can we let's let's play some of the season before we do that? Can we not? Right. I mean, we watched the Arizona Cardinals twos and threes compete with the Denver Broncos ones, and you know there's still the group think like, hey, this team's not they they might go the defeated season, they might go you know winless. I mean, that's it, people just can't get away with what they've they've been hearing or kind of more it's in the lack thing, thereof right? throughout the off season. They, they just can't get the, they they can't be bold enough to say, hey, this. This is a team that can win football games uh, if if they're well coached and they, and they and they execute and they get you know their quarterback back in a reasonable amount of time. And I mean the, these just like we've been kind of saying all kind of off season and more leading up as is these predictions these projections come out they're lazy they're not well thought out. It's, it's like draft the, season when everybody right. mocks the same player to the same. Exactly. Team. Exactly. It's that. Right. And it's just like, they're not putting a lot of thought They're not, they're not doing the research as much as they are, you know, the, the teams that are sexier and are maybe predicted and projected to be more in, in contention than the Arizona Cardinal. They're just like, Oh, uh, I'm around 31 or 32 here. As far as the teams I've been doing and all these write-ups and I got to put something down for the Cardinals. Check a box. Uh, I want to see everybody's prediction for Kyler's stats in the chat. Anthony gave me his 3,400 yards passing, 300 yards rushing, 23 TDs, four rushing, six picks when healthy. I love it. And I think that 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 means Kyler Murray is going to be your quarterback now yep. and in the future. And I, I you absolutely love to see it. The, this team, again, it's a, it's about efficiency. It's about open plays, open receivers, putting, putting Kyler in a position to be successful. I mean – we saw the training camp. There's, there's just going to be more easy throws for him to make this year than there ever was under Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, I'm going to tell you what's an easy decision for me, Bo Brock. Loading up at the Spaghetti Shack. Uh, if you're in the Queen Creek or Tempe locations, they are phenomenal. It's the Spaghetti Shack. It's ASU alum owned and operated. I love the carbo load, right? Before I get my workouts in, right? I got two kids. I got to chase them around. Spaghetti, meatball, garlic bread, some of the favorites. Chef's Kiss. For the chefs at Spaghetti Shack, their mission, guys, provide quality, affordable food as quickly as possible. They get you in, they get you out, so you can spend less time cooking and more time spending it with your loved ones, your friends and family, hopefully watching Cardinal football. The food is fantastic. They are community-focused, like all of our partners here locally-based. Again, Tempe, Queen Creek Creek locations. (laughs) The Spaghetti Shack is celebrating their new, how about this, ASU location with Uh a grand opening Saturday, August 19th, you can get spaghetti, a meatball, garlic bread, $3.99. What? What? I went to McDonald's the other day. You know how much a Happy Meal is at McDonald's? Like $6.50. And that food's not any good. This is fantastic. It's $3.99. <laughs> hey, on, Only Don't burn any bridges with McDee's. Oh, get out of here. Only valid <laughs> during the grand opening. Again, $3.99. First 200 people are going to get that. It's going to it's going to go fast, but so does the food at Spaghetti Shack. Just fantastic. What's also going to go fast are, are you know opportunities to make your way in VIP access to our diehard events, including our BetMGM Sportsbook uh, Sunday tailgates at the 
out there in Glendale at State Farm Stadium. I highly recommend you become a diehard today and get yourself on that list. You don't want to you don't want to miss out. I, I'm 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 making up that there's a list, but look, you want to be a diehard. You want to have access to all the great things that we're going to be doing each and every football Sunday, PHNX Cardinals, what we're going to be doing out there on the Great Lawn with the Bet MGM Sportsbook. Uh, it's it's going to be unreal. Get your access today. Get your access to the Discord. Get that free tea or hat. Johnny's just the PHNX billboard right now. He's got the hat on. He's nice got you to wear some merch for the show, Bo. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, no problem, buddy. No problem. You're welcome. I mean, I've only got <laughs> all over all over the place. The PHNX brands everywhere. Can you tell what I'm on right now? Yeah, PHNX. Uh, become a diehard today. PHNX Locker, and of course, go PHNX.com. Read the great work of our beat writer, beat reporter Howard Balzer. He's churning out great work on a daily basis. Uh, you can access to all of that, including the great writings Gerald Bourget, Craig Morgan for the Suns, Coyotes. Jesse Freeman for the Diamondbacks. Check it all out. Become a diehard today. Go phnx.com and phnxlocker.com. More of these K1 prediction statistics. Illa Dre, 3,200 yards, 18 tutties, four picks, 417 rushing yards. Damn, that's a big rushing total. Love it. Uh, S Sin XL, 35 plus 100 yard passing, 25 TDs, 300 yards rushing, four touchdowns rushing. Uh, and seven picks. Great. Fantastic. Again, though, I think all these are reasonable. These are in line with his career statistics. AZ Heat, 85. Back to, uh, he's back by week two, 68% completion, 4,100 yards, 28 touchdowns, 12 picks, 500 rushing yards, five TDs. I think that's that's a that's an average year for Kyler Murray. Not average in terms of his play, but the amount of time he plays. Like, that's that's a medium year for Kyler Murray. Wouldn't hate that. How about George? 4,000 yards passing, 25 passing TDs, seven rushing Cardinals, 13 and four. I mean, that that's fantastic. I would sign up for that every single oh, day. 13 win season. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's those, those are some robust statistics. I, the, the completion percentage, 68%. That's kind of around his career, right? He's right around, you know, 66, 67. Oh, he's, he might be 70 in this. offense. Oh, I think this in this offense, that's what I was going to say. I think that, that's going up. That's immediately going up. And you're going to see his because he is a very accurate quarterback. He's going to get some wide receivers that are going to be, you know, getting separation and he's going to have a lot of space to get them the football. Um, unlike, you know, Cliff Kingsbury, it's like, hey, we got one on with, with AJ Green, uh, put it over the top or thread the needle. That's the only way you're going to make a play. It's like, no, you're going to have, you're going to have space to do this. You're going to have a large window to throw it in. So I think you're going to see, uh, some, some some completion percentage that's going to go up and and with that you know the passing stats will will follow as well uh fishbowl flash k1 comeback player of the year i mean it, look it, it's a tough year you got john mechie he's returning he you know beat cancer and then you've got demar hanlon who basically died on the field uh you it's it's a tough it's a tough he group. can be our comeback player of the year we can do an award on right. this show but he's not yeah. winning the nfl comeback player of the year yeah exactly if, if he oh. comes back and he's strong again i mean that's that's all that matters anthony guards is sean chandler making the roster safety they just signed the other the thing about sean chandler is interesting is he's suspended for the two first two games of the season he got popped for a ped violation he can participate in the preseason he can participate in practice but once the season starts He's out for the first two games of the season. We'll see if that plays a role as far as his ability to make the team. Also, we won't get this up in the screen. It was a, a while in the chat. It was Michael. He said he was going in the Cleveland game. He wants to know, should he get the white? 
Paris Johnson 70 jersey or the Ooh. white Zayvon Collins jersey? Where are you going Paris. with there, Johnny? Paris Johnson. Yeah, going, yeah going. I mean, he's under contract potentially for the next five years. I think he's going to be really good. I mean, <laughs> you, you want a guy who's going to be an all-pro? I think so. And I, that's not disrespect to Zayvon. I, my take on Zayvon is what I saw Friday night. Can he emulate that this season? He's going to be a good player and hopefully gets extended. But, I mean, 71 is not the sexiest number to rock, but – I'm sure you 70. can pull off better than I can. 70, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, Jose in the chat. Johnny Bo, your thoughts on Jonathan Gannon calling out the press on late to media and phone calls during the meetings costing <laughs> 15K. Gannon setting standards even for the media. Glad to see it. I don't, Jose, are you being tongue in cheek, my friend? Because no, that was real. That actually was, that, was that a real thing? Okay. Yeah, I know the, the phone went off uh, during the media session. Yeah. So the, the AZ Central Arizona Republic. Uh, Cardinals media contention uh, contingent had a bad day today. It nice. was, uh, nice. and it, it kind of gave me, it triggered me for sure because one of the, the the app that went off is a is PBS Kids app, and if you have a child like I do, who's two years old, who's obsessed with the PBS Kids app, which has like Curious George and Daniel the Tiger and all those sh shows that will make you almost wretch. Because you've heard it so Don't many talk times. Shit about Danny Tiger <laughs> in the squad. He's, there. A, he's a thief. He's he's stealing. He's that. He's that Rogers. Uh, Who's his friend Prince? Who? I have no clue, man. Oh come on, man. Educate I have no clue. Danny Tiger. Go ahead. And, but anyway, so Jose Romero, who covers the team very well for AZ Central, it just went off in his pocket. And JG joke said, "That's a fifteen thousand dollar fine. That's a max fine for you, Jose." And then. Uh, sneaking in late to the press conference was his colleague, Bobby Mack. Bobby McManaman came in and asked the question, and JG, after answering it uh, very well, uh, he said, oh, Bob, don't think that you're getting out of this one. That's a 5K fine. <laughs> so the, uh, the Arizona Republic had a tough day for their for their main writers, for the Arizona Cardinals. They're good sports, uh, but yeah, calm, calm when you see them. That's great. Gannon, his attention to detail is elite. Uh, don't, uh, please don't be Bo's phone. When, when I, according to <laughs> I got it on silent. I'm aware that it's just one little click, uh, on the side of your phone. And some people just don't realize that they like everybody to hear their ringtone, their text tones and all that. Uh, most people don't enjoy it. And when you're in, when you're in a press conference, just turn it off. But Jose, he has a five-year-old. He's, he was, uh, extremely apologetic and, uh, we've all been there. Hopefully you can laugh at it. Nothing will ever beat what happened last year i came into the press room and there was a big stain in front of me and i'm like what yeah. what happened here she's gonna hate <laughs> that i tell this story but it's too good not to share it could you imagine if this happened now yeah. social media uh director for phnx michaela does a fabulous job was at a cardinal event or game during a post-game presser and spilled what her coffee all over the floor it was like day one it was like day one yeah emma remember it was, it was like a diet coke she filled it to the top and basically like it was like a polar pop size i don't even know where she got the cup from at the facility but and just spilled it all over the floor and then every time i in this this lasted until like Late into the season, I would take pictures of the stain and just text it to her just so it, she could see what she had done. They replaced the carpet in there. And I guarantee <laughs> it was because of the big ass stain there. If you go, right, you'll notice it's brand new carpet in there. Do they change it every year or is they're just like, man? No, I think just when social social media mavens do that, they uh you just you have to replace it. Yeah, I I or you go four they, and thirteen, you gotta change it. You gotta stay caffeinated, especially with the polar pop. You gotta check out the merchandise locker, as Bo mentioned. 
The Greg Dortch shirt right now is the hottest selling item at the Merchandise Locker. Get it now before it sells out. Good Lord, is this a great looking t-shirt. I, you know, I can't wait to rep this on game day. We got our guy, Greg Dortch, who I think is poised for a monster season. It's part of the reason, Bo, I poo-poo on all those Rondell faux statistics. Is they're they're going to be gobbled up by, by 83. 83, he doesn't fall down. He gets into the end zone. He falls into the end zone when he's scoring mm -hmm. tutties. He's scoring touchdowns for us. He's going to be joining us manana on a Thursday to preview Arizona Cardinals hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. In the meantime, like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. Fun little show today, Bo Brock. Had a good time with you. It hey, I had a good time with you. Thanks, bud. <laughs> I had a good time with everybody in the chat. Chat was on fire as usual. Yeah, but we're back tomorrow with our playmaker, Greg Dorch. 83 joins us. And I don't know. We'll figure out, like, can we reveal tomorrow, maybe Friday, who uh, is going to join this podcast uh, on game days? Can't wait to do that. Maybe we'll, we'll get the okay from the GM Saul Bookman. If not, maybe we'll just we'll leak it to some some of our sources but in the meantime twin now and then have a great rest here wednesday we'll talk to you on a thursday edition of phnx cardinals